This is the 217 Recovery Podcast with Corey Winfield. Stuff went numb that shouldn't go numb, you know what I'm saying? I was like, what is going on? No, I don't. No, you don't. (laughs) And co-host Marnie Winfield. It was kind of an awkward thing. He's like, would you guys want to come along? Can you get away to come to the island? I'm like, yeah, we just got back from there. It is the 11th of February 2024. My name is Corey Winfield. My name is Marnie Winfield. And this is the 217 Recovery Podcast Super Bowl Sunday. But you can't say Super Bowl. But you can. Just, I mean, whatever. We're not making money off this podcast and we're talking about real life. Thanks, Super Bowl. Right. It's on TV. So Happening today, the Chiefs versus the 49er. Mm-hmm. Who you got? I like the Chiefs. Okay. It's just, I've always favored that team, except for when they're, you know, playing Buffalo, because that's who I like, because that was my fantasy stack at Buffalo players. Yeah, and you had some Chiefs players, too. You had Pachenko this year on your fantasy team. I did. I've had Pachenko since he just started getting good. (laughs) Yeah. Which was this year, which is good. Well, I had him last year. Yeah, he didn't really do a whole lot last year until kind of the end. I don't, if I remember correctly, like in the Super Bowl, he did really good. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, okay, now he's here. That's his coming out party. And then because mm-hmm. they had old Clyde Edwards Hilaire. When I say old, I mean like 25. Right. Yeah, but he's just kind of not the guy they thought he was, I think. And Pachenko is good. Mm-hmm. He runs hard. And I think the the difference tonight and everybody's like, San Francisco's got a defense that's pretty good. You can pass on them. And what, is, what does Kansas City have? Mm, I don't know. The best quarterback in the league. Right. Now, who's going to catch the ball besides Travis Kelsey? That's to be debated. because They do have some wide receiver issues. But that Rice guy is pretty good. And they got Kelsey and Pachenko can catch the ball a little bit. So mm-hmm. it'll be good. And I think Kansas City's defense is actually better than San Francisco's defense. Hmm. San Francisco has a couple guys that'll sack you and all that stuff, but other than that, I don't know. I'm sure. I mean, Detroit, look what they did to them. Right. You know, just Detroit forgot you had to finish the game. Yeah. And I use that in analogies when I talk to people now. Like, seriously, dude? Like, like you can put in all the hard work you want. And I notice it, and I get it, but if you look around, everybody's talking about the fumble you did. You know, like, like I was like comparing it to a his name Gibbs mm-hmm. the running back for Detroit like he had a great year he, he won them some games you know just on being a badass and then everybody talks about the fumble yep you know and same thing with um Reynolds who dropped the ball you know he could have had 18 catches in that game yeah but he, you'd still be talking about the one that was on fourth and two and he dropped yeah he was he was doing some amazing stuff last couple games I don't know if that's just like the human nature of what or if it's the the pain of the drop hurts more than like catching 18 ball of course he didn't catch 18 balls but i'm just saying like is it the oh kicking the nuts that hurts more than the celebration of yay you caught that you did good i think it's i think it's easier for people to find things that can where the outcome is due to placing blame opposed to finding things that people did good to make a different outcome. Yeah. It's not collective when it's a something like that. 
when it's a win, it's like, oh, everybody, you know, there are, they can say these, these people shined, but they don't win games for people. That people, like, stuff like that, isolated events, they'll be like, that's what happened. That's why we lost, because he dropped that one ball. Yeah, but they will. Or he fumbled, and yeah. kickers get a bad um, rap, yeah. too. And it's like, okay, kicks aren't guaranteed. I don't care if it's from 10 yards away, 18 yards away. Something could happen. The snap, the hold, you know, like, there's so many different things that could that could go wrong. But people just think it's a gimme. Oh, well, that's only a 20-yard field goal. He should hit that. Mm-hmm. well you know there's a lot of factors in it and then people want to like throw it out there like the person came in like super drunk or hung over or or he, he did something on purpose to miss that kick you know well if he wouldn't have been out partying all night the night before maybe he was maybe he wasn't you know sometimes you just miss things it's mm-hmm. not like a guarantee it's not like death like hey we're all gonna die that's guaranteed you know it's not a a guarantee it's a sport and yeah, you might have fumbled. Yeah, you might have dropped a fourth and two pass, but it is what it is. And from that, just like last year when the Lions didn't make the playoffs, you know, they were close and then they finished the year by beating Green Bay and eliminating them from the playoffs. And that was Aaron Rodgers' last game with the Packers. So that was kind of cool. But they built on that and they kind of built on like, okay, we need to make the playoffs next year because this doesn't feel good. Like, yeah, it felt good to beat the Packers at the end to take Aaron Rodgers out or whatever, but we want to be in the playoffs because we think we could have beat those teams. And right. so like when bad things happen to you, like homeboy dropping the ball, Gibbs fumbling, Lions losing, they should learn from that and never want to feel that pain again. You know, so maybe next year if they're up big at halftime, they can finish the job. Mm-hmm. And I, I bet you they will because that again, that's, that's how we learn. Mm-hmm. So... A lot of lion talk. Usually that doesn't happen when you talk about Super Bowls. Right. <laughs> that was funny. I was going to hit a drop, but I figured I didn't even need one. Right. So, yeah. So, I, I think the, the Chiefs are going to win, too. And, and I'm kind of torn because I'm a big Tom Brady fan, and I don't want Mahomes to have more Super Bowl rings than Tom Brady. <laughs> so, it's going to, like, pump the brakes, man. I don't even think he's 30 yet. It's like, calm down, bro. Well, slow it down. But I'm not a big fan of San Francisco, so. Yeah, I was going to say you never have been. Back when I had Joe Montani. (laughs) (laughs) That's not his real name. Joe Montana. Like, I used to like Joe Montana, but then they kind of did him dirty and had Steve Young take over. But they won a Super Bowl. That was their last one, which was a long-ass time ago. But, yeah, we'll see what happens tonight, though. I know... I used to partake in a lot of alcohol on Super Bowl Sunday back in my day, and I'm thankful I don't have to do that today. Mm-hmm. You know, I can actually try to enjoy the game or enjoy watching you sleep during the game. <laughs> right. That's the best part of it. And I think a couple of years ago, we had a friend over, I guess you could say, and you like did up the whole spread. I think that was when the Chiefs played Tampa and Tom Brady beat I was like 2020? Might have been. 2021 maybe 21 yeah yeah and that was fun and it's cool to have a lot of food we have more food than we probably needed but it, it was kind of cool and you were like a rock star with that but this year is gonna be a lot different <laughs> yeah yeah but that's okay i'm going to a place called redford mm-hmm. michigan you have wanted to call it all kinds of different names other than 
what it was called. What? You were like Red about? Rock. What? Rock, Lance, and yeah, you were calling it all kinds of different <laughs> names. Whatever. It was always called Red Ford. <laughs> no, you were saying Red Rock and you were saying Rockford, I think, at one time. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's where I was going to go. <laughs> I was like, what? No. Why do you have such a difficult time remembering where this training's at? I almost just said Red Rock right then. I know. Uh, yeah, it, we're staying in Livonia. Is that, am I saying that right? Mm-hmm. So we're by the Detroit area. Yeah. And hopefully I can go to that pancake house. That original pancake house is what it's called, you I'm said? I'm jealous of that, yeah. Man, they had this. It was good, first of all. We went there with your mom once, too. We did. And we went there with the... The crew, we went to that Lions game, bringing back the Lions. Come on. Mm-hmm. And they had, first of all, the waitstaff was great and the food was pretty good. I don't recommend the big elephant ear pancake thing they had. That that really wasn't. No. I wasn't so hip on that, but their pancakes are delicious. And they have this like bacon thing. It comes with like, you get hash browns, I think, scrambled eggs, pancakes, like eight pieces of bacon. Yeah, we talked like about it before. Bucks. We talked about it. Yeah, it was amazing. And it was thick cut bacon. It was so good. Yeah. I love that place. So hopefully, I think we're close enough where I can pop in there. And, and Adam's going with us because we're doing recovery coach training, which you're like, Corey, haven't you taken this? Mm-hmm. Yep, a couple times. But the difference here is this is the state's training. Yeah. You're like, well, isn't that the same training? Yes, I've heard it. This is pretty much exactly the same, but I have not taken it. But we're a nonprofit organization and we work off of grants. And in order to use these grants, you have to have people like Adam, like Justin's already certified with the state. Right. Adam is not. So Adam's going with this training as well. Mitch is going, I think, next month. And once you get certified, then you can be trained through the from the state and then you can use state money to pay for the, you know, you can use grant money to pay these people's salaries. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going because there was some kind of certified certification, super duper something. I figured out I, I want to give me some of that. I don't even know what I just said. And it's fake anyway. <laughs> it, was, it was a whole okay. lot of words yeah, with no, no real like definition of what it was you're going for. Yeah. So. You get what I'm saying? No. No. <laughs> you know not what, at all. what I'm saying? Not with you. But I, I have to do that. And somehow, okay. So if I hire somebody or we hire somebody, and they come along. We have to have someone who is state certified in order to like certify that person. Not certify it's like a that mentor. Person. Yeah, it's there like, you go. Yeah, you know, like hey, you're under me. Like, let me sure. see your reports. It's like being supervised. Yeah, so having supervision. So that's kind of why I'm doing it. Plus, I have a few things I would like to get off my chest when I get there. Uh oh, look out! <laughs> that's the thing about being unforgettable. <laughs> it's not always a good thing. Oh. It's not. <laughs> Sometimes it's bad. We went to Verizon the other day. I walk in and I was like, yeah. Da, da. She's like, oh, yeah, I remember you. I don't know if it was that apparent, but, and you said, is that a bad thing? And she's like, eh, no, neither, neither here nor there. Not really. Yeah, it wasn't a good thing. It yeah. was, yeah. Well, I'm sure they, I'm sure that a place like that has a lot of disgruntled people that come in, so. Well, they made us wait for a half hour. And then they told us that we they couldn't help us. Actually, I think it was like forty five minutes. I was like, "What?" So then we we drive back to work, and then the Robin guy who I had spoken to calls me on the phone. He's like, "Hey, man, we can't help you." I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, I was just there, and they told me you couldn't." Oh no, no, no. They didn't understand. Blah blah blah. Like, oh, okay. So 
that we got taken care of. But being unforgettable. That's what I'm I'm not setting out to do that at this training, but there's just a lot of things that that, that I have questions about. And I want to bring it to light in front of everybody because I, I hear a lot of things that and okay, here it is. I'll break it down for you real simple. Not everybody needs to be in recovery. Right. There you go. Done. Drop. Mic. Done. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not saying everybody can't be in recovery, but it seems like everybody wants to be in recovery. Everybody wants to say they're in recovery. Everybody wants to go drink on the weekend, smoke pot all the time, and say they're in recovery. Well, because it's not my drug of choice. Okay, let me break it down for you real quick. This. So I've tried meth. I've tried heroin. That's not my drug of choice. Alcohol was. So I'm not drinking alcohol, but if I want to do some meth on the weekend, that should be fine, right? So it's not my drug of choice. I'm in recovery when I say I am. Like to me, that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. You know, and again, there's not, if somebody wants to smoke meth on the weekend, pff, go do it, you know, but I'm telling you, it's a bad choice. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to say you're in recovery. Right. You can just say, hey, you know, I, I, I don't drink anymore. Right. You know, but if they want to include everybody, I don't know if it's a money thing. Like if everybody that was just, hey, completely off every single thing, they're like, oh, we only have eight people in the whole America that does that. Because you want to bring it down to every little thing, sugar, everything. Mm-hmm. It, it, it would probably be eight people in the whole nation. But to include everybody, they, oh, well, if you do that or you do, you know, whatever, it's harm reduction, using air quotes, then that's fine. You know, that's cool. And that's better. It's better to do this and this. And that's the thing, too, is harm reduction is such a wide thing. Like when I say harm reduction, people might be like, oh, Corey, you're passing out needles. And other people are like, oh, wait, hold on. That's medicated. That's assisted treatment, you know, medicated assisted treatment. That's kind of harm reduction, too. But there's so different spectrums of the passing out needles to take in Suboxone, to take in Vivitrol, Mm -hmm. but it's lumped into harm reduction. So when you say it, what does it even mean? You're like, those are the things that I would really love to get down like to a science to just like, what does it mean? And again, not everybody needs to be in recovery. Right. You know, if you're smoking weed on the weekend or doing whatever, if you're doing a mind altering substance, but I do it for my back, I I don't care. It doesn't matter what you're doing it for. That's not the point of it. Mm-hmm. You know, to to confuse somebody who's early in recovery, say for if for instance, somebody comes to our our two seventeen recovery center and they want to hit a meeting on the weekend, they they come in and say we got somebody that's leading a group that you know what they drink because their their problem was I don't know just to say pills or something you know sure and so they're like oh no I my my thing was pills and say so the person that's coming there was like oh well my thing was heroin. Oh yeah, well I still I I drink is what's what they're teaching people at these meetings. Oh I no I I, I get drunk all the time, you know, and that, that's fine. That's not my thing. That wasn't my problem. Mm-hmm. So then the person comes in early in recovery and is like, well, if someone's they're leading a group here at this awesome two seventeen recovery center, and they're saying they drink, well shit, my thing was hair, so I can drink then. And again, they can do whatever the f they want to. I'm telling you, it's not a good idea. A buddy of mine right now is in treatment because he thought, well, hey, heroin's my thing, so I can drink. No, he found out he could not. Right. And he went so hardcore with that. And I'm I'm so proud of him for catching himself because I kind of knew what was going on, but there's nothing I can do about it. And I don't hate him for it. You know, I'm not going to never, never talk to him again. But I'm glad he's at where he's at. And I'm glad he caught himself and realized, whoa, this is getting out of control. I cannot stop. I need to, I need help. And I'm proud of him for that. But a lot of people, uh, I've known several, are, and I don't want to start calling out names, but 
there were some people that were really close to me that did, you know, the same thing. And one of them said, Corey, I don't know how you alcoholics do it. I said, what are you talking about? He's like, this withdrawal is like, it's 10 times worse than anything I ever dealt with with heroin. Hmm. I was like, yeah. And then you guys, I was, I was, would give them shit because at treatment centers, people like, man, I'm dope sick, man. I'm dope sick. And I'm like, yeah, well, I was just sick as an MFR and volume. No, nothing they gave me did anything. Mm -hmm. I, of course maybe probably because the liver failure thing but like it was horrible so people like here take this antabuse you're gonna get real sick if you drink i'm like shit i'm gonna get real sick if i drink anyway like what are you talking about like i'm not drinking like sick doesn't scare me right death doesn't scare me was, at one point i was welcoming it come on come on come on i can't do any of this i can't figure it out yeah it's the easy way out not even that wasn't even the easy way out. Well, I think there's the one piece that I can see where why people want so badly to be able to relate where they're at with the word recovery is because recovery is has a positive connotation to it. It is a very strength based word and very productive word. And for somebody who struggled with something and everybody's got a different story. But like you said, let's say it's heroin. Let's say it's meth. Um, and. Like they were on the down and outs. Like they were literally like like buying, you know, drugs every cent out of their pocket, homeless, um, sick, you know, partaking in illegal activities to be able to feed their drug habit, whatever. And they actually managed to kick that, right? They actually managed to get that piece out of, the, eliminate that out of their life is the use of heroin or, or meth or whatever it is they're talking about. And... So, but they, so they know that that's their downfall. They know that's their DOC and that's what gets them. And they don't ever want to get back to that pit. And you're right. Like switching to alcohol, people think, oh, well, alcohol is my problem. So, I mean, I, I can get, I can get drunk every once in a while or I can have some cocktails or whatever. Obviously for me and, you know, same messaging as you is I wouldn't recommend it because we know people who have tried to use that switcheroo and it never works out well. And um, so knowing that, but they still want to hang on to that piece of, but what was killing me and what, when my life was so bad, I've, I've eliminated that part. Like I don't do that anymore, you know? So it's hard, I think, for them to not want to still say I'm in recovery because as much as they want that heroin or as much as they want that meth, they're not doing it. So to them, they feel like, that translates to being in recovery. Might not down the road. Right, so I can go do bad. heroin and meth on the weekend is what I'm saying. No, I get what you're saying. My thing. I get what you're saying. I'm just saying that's, I feel like. Oh, because it's illegal. No, but I feel like that's why they feel like, didn't they earn, don't they, didn't they earn that word to be able to use that word since they were shooting up with, you know, needles, um, you know, People cooking boof. up, cooking up heroin and, you know, shooting it into their veins and now they're not like, don't they deserve to be able to use that word? I think is where yeah, no, if, they, if they want to, that's fine. But like, I don't think that you should be able to like start doing other drugs as a replacement for that drug that you used, and then still say like, well, I'm in recovery. I completely, I completely, I'm on the same you know, I'm page. saying like everybody, I mean, that's great if they want to do that like, and people can do whatever they want. That's the beauty of life. You get that choice. But I'm just saying not everybody has to say they're in recovery. They can say they're, they don't clean, use heroin anymore. Yeah. You know, like, well, don't, don't use the word clean. They'll tell you too. Cause that's a negative thing. I don't, whatever you want to yeah. use, use it. If you want to be a giraffe, say you're a giraffe. If you want to, 
Well, I wouldn't say have sex with animals because that's illegal, but I don't care what other people do is, is my point. But at the same time, I care enough to think like, okay, if, if that whole setting I put it in, you know, if somebody comes into the meeting and they might have the same drug of choice, it would say it was pills. Like I said earlier, and they hear the person that's running the meeting or someone at the meeting talking about, oh, no, no, I just don't do pills anymore, but I smoke weed. You know, I, I drink till I'm drunk every weekend. Mm-hmm. And that's I hear, fine. I do hear that. You know, but I then that, that, that newcomer comes in and goes, oh, well, shit, I can do this. Right. Because I was one of those people thinking, oh, I'll just smoke weed. Right. And here, here, herein lies the problem. Here's your, I'm thinking this is where you're going with this. Here's you headed off to this training about being a recovery coach. Now, what is a recovery coach? There's different definitions of what people think that that role serves. But in essence, you're kind of walking with someone through their journey of recovery. And so when you're stuck in this thing of what is the definition of recovery, when that part is muddled, Mm -hmm. then that gets very dangerous because here you are trying to mentor somebody saying, this is, this is how it is that you can get your life back together. These are the steps that you can take to, or the, the things you should do or should not should or shouldn't do. Not, not so much as like rules, but like these are the ways where you'll find yourself to a better life. Those answers to that for me as a recovery coach is, I, I mean, I am a certified recovery coach amongst other certifications, but that's irrelevant is I don't want my messaging to be to somebody who's trying to get clean to say, but Hey, go ahead and you can get drunk and high on the weekends. Mm-hmm. As long as you're not doing the heroin, your DOC or whatever, or slip swap. You can smoke mm-hmm. some meth when you go to parties, but as long as you're not drinking, because we know alcohol is your vice. I can't, in my heart of hearts, be a coach guiding somebody and and have that be my messaging. Yeah, I'm right there with you. And that's why, and I hear it so many times from all over the place, coming sideways, coming from behind, like just everywhere. And I think people are just making another thing. That's why I'm very interested to learn of what's being taught at the state training. And if, if that's the whole messaging thing, I I have some questions, you know, I'm, I'm really, really having questions and it, it, I'm trying to think about how to say it. I think you said it best with the whole, I don't want that to be my messaging Mm -hmm. and Technically, they can't say anything about that because everybody's in recovery when you say you're in recovery. You blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. You have all these things. And then, you know, just defining, and I doubt we're going to define harm reduction this weekend, but, you know, the classifications of it, you know, are so broad and, and recovery is so broad. And I think they do that to just include more people so they can say, well, there's 48 million people in recovery because mm-hmm. it looks better when they're trying to get bills passed or they're trying to get money from places and they're just like, there's eight people in America that need your help. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's the funny thing, too, is the government does not care about us. They don't care about our health. They care about our money. That's all they care about. Mm-hmm. That's that's facts. Okay. Yeah, just keep me posted. No, that's facts. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what it is. And to think that the government's going to get you out of it or help you out or because they care. They don't. They just they want the money, man. And they want to not spend money on you. And yeah. people think, oh, they, they pass out clean needles so that people don't get sick. No, no, no. They, they pass out clean needles so they don't have to pay to fix people who have hep C. People who have HIV. They don't, they don't want to fix that. It's expensive. 
they don't they don't care about people living they care about not fixing people not having to pay to, to fix people that's it if they really cared, they would have passed out needles a long ass time ago and some people say they shouldn't pass out needles at all you know and i'm not even getting on that conversation right now oh man this is i mean you could that could roll and tell yeah, yeah, but I'm Because if I'm you just, provide it, it makes it easier to do, or it's like you're encouraging the behavior, blah, blah, blah. Just like handing out condoms, like go have sex, people. No, that's not what they're saying, but you know. So yeah, those are the those are the things that come along with that whole mm-hmm. debate. Yeah. I'm but, jealous. I'm jealous of you going to this training. I think it's gonna be I think you're gonna learn I think I think you're gonna learn things in a different light, I hope, because it's gonna be different people. Because a lot of the trainings we go to kind of seem to be the same people. So maybe this is going to be a different crew and it's going to be different people that are going to be at different levels of <sighs> professionalism, I think probably because they're all, they're all going for jobs is my guess. Right. Probably. To be able to work as, as have this be their profession. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Mm, well, you have to fill me and let me know. You get what I'm saying. Okay. That was the wrong drop. I love social media. That was the wrong one, too. <laughs> okay. Yeah, just keep me posted. That's the one I was looking for. Okay. Yeah, sports. Yeah, I will. But I just hope that... I hope that it's good. And I think it will be for the most part. And again, you know, these are people that are trying to help other people. And that's that's what I'm a huge fan of. And people helped me along along the way, even though sometimes I didn't want it. And even early on when I was pushing people away, I was hearing what they were saying. Mm-hmm. I just didn't want to change my life. I, I thought I had it all figured out. I could still do what I wanted to do. And then, you know, like I said, like trying to substitute other drugs for it. Oh, well, I just won't drink. I'll just smoke pot or, oh, it's meth. Well, it's not alcohol. Yeah. Which actually yeah. I was drunk when I just did every other drug ever. Right. So, but alcohol is a very dangerous drug and you see commercial. And to me, in my opinion, it's the most dangerous. And now that marijuana in Michigan is legal, you know, that that's kind of a scary thing too. Cause people think that that's, Oh, it's just weed, you know? Oh, it's just, just alcohol. Mm-hmm. Well, they don't want maybe they do know, but they just aren't telling you like the long-term effects of smoking weed, you know, I'm sure it's not good. Right. You know, it's just like eating too much ice cream. It's not good for you. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's so many different vices, but why are you using it? And what are you trying to do? Oh, I just like to get home and after work and unwind, I'll just smoke a bowl and get high. And Okay. Which when are they going to, are they going to make any connection to like the smoking piece of like inhaling? I mean, it's not tobacco, but are they ever going right. to make that connection? Like it's not good for your lungs. Well, see, that's the thing. They have a lot of the money to not have those reports published because it's tobacco company that's behind all these marijuana places that are opening and people, some people don't even realize that. So they're you on board. You get tax breaks for being a dispensary. You yeah, you me. do. I was doing taxes yesterday, and it's like, wait, what? Like, damn. Like, buying a house, being awesome. Nope. nope. I was looking for that awesome. Are you awesome? Here's a tax break for you. Nope. There's none of that. But if you open a dispensary, then, yeah, we can get it from the state. I was like, wait, what? That's some bullshit. How about we run a recovery place? But never mind. Who cares? Who cares about that? We got the weed people coming in. But no, it, it's about being backed by tobacco. Huh. And they're all about that, and they're going right <clears throat> neck and neck. See, I was smoking weed this morning. <laughs> See what happens, kids. <laughs> Just kidding. I was not smoking weed this morning. <laughs> I was going to make a really 
really bad joke about what I could have been doing with my throat being that way. I'm not gonna. That's what's up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> know what you're saying. But anyway, the the temptations for everything are out there, and for people just to normalize it is when it when it gets bad. Yeah. You know, when you normalize weed, you normalize alcohol, and we'll see what happens. They were I was reading some stuff about why people go to the emergency room. What drug sends people to the emergency room the most? Did you hear that podcast? Mm-mm, mm-mm. I, I didn't think so. What drug do you think is number one? Alcohol. Yep. Yeah. 40, damn it. You might have to go back and listen to the podcast I did with Justin. What do you know what anyone was from? Uh, like this last week? Two ago? Two weeks? Two, two podcasts ago, ago? Maybe. Okay. I don't think it was. It wasn't one just we just did on Friday. It wasn't okay. that one. Um, but no, it was like 44, 46, 48%. Yeah. It was alcohol. Yeah. And the next one? Um, heroin. It might have been at like 12%. Yeah. And then the third one, I think, was marijuana. Marijuana? Yeah. Really? Getting out of town. Yep. Wow. Yep. You mean the natural, the, the, from the, the, earth, the, the, from the earth, like yeah. you don't, it's not, it's not bad. It's not, it's good for you. Yeah. Go, go smoke that stuff that just grows from the earth. It's going to be different. Jeez. Oh, Pete. It's, you were sneezing this morning. Now I got like a hot throat. Huh. <clears throat> so, yeah. But the stuff now though, they, like they do a lot of stuff to it. So sure. if you're thinking, oh man, it's natural. Like you got, you should have stopped saying that. Like, fuck. 20 years ago yeah yep for real but anyway you can do whatever you want in your life but for <laughs> me my life is so much better not smoking weed not trying to do meth on the weekend heroin on the week not drinking you know i, I took uh opiates for when i had stomach pain that almost got out of control but I realized it and I checked myself and I started writing it down, but I took precautions. I worked with my doctor. She would only give me a week script at a time. And I, I mean, I still had some stomach pain not too long ago. I remember, but you know, it's, it's about working with the people and, and talking and communicating, you know, with your doctors about it. And then I wasn't running around trying to buy stuff on the streets or anything like that. But mm-hmm. some people would say, Oh, Corey, look at you. You're just talking about being in recovery, but then using the stuff and, duh, 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 and you just said, I smoke weed from my dear, dear. I know I talk in circles, <laughs> but I actually had something removed from my body. <laughs> so yeah, like I was in a lot of pain Yeah, and I'm not a fan of pain. Well, that's what I said about my back and my marijuana. Yeah, I know. But again, mm. I said people can do whatever they want. So Right. But for me, it worked out better, though, to just not do stuff yep. and to just Same be here. present in life. And I maybe it's because I had been gone for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a song by Ben Howard. Um, Keep Your Head Up, I believe, where he... He's talking about seeing his friend and his friend was looking in his eyes and he had told his friend he had been gone a while and he's like, yeah, I know, you know, and th- but that's what I kind of feel like. I, I had been gone for so long. I, I wasn't present. Right. And now to be present to, you know, to have you, you know, a beautiful wife in my life and uh, a baby on the way, you know, like I'm going to be present for all that. That is cool as shit. Mm-hmm. And did we have to go through hell? Yep, we did. Mm-hmm. And our stories are similar but very different. Mm-hmm. 
but to be where we're at now and to appreciate a morning where you wake up, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. And actually have plans for the future. Yeah. You know, it's, it's an amazing thing and something I never had, you know, in the past five years, it's been work. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people don't like the word work. I usually don't, <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it's fun work. It's good work. You're working on yourself. It's the best kind of work that you can do. Yeah. So just do that and, you know, try to leave up, leave it up to me to get into the arguments with other people about recovery and not recovery and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's not really even an argument. It's more of like, I want clear direction. Yeah. You know, and like I said earlier, there's so many people throwing out different things. Like, well, they said this and this is what they say. And it'll be good to hear it from people who are at the state level, mm-hmm. you know, teaching this training. Yeah. And if, if they have, this is why we do this, then I will raise my hand and say, why? Mm-hmm. And if there's no explanation, I will take a note. And then when I go by to talk to Gretch, <laughs> that's why I call her. Oh, Gretch. I mean, Gretch, go way back. I'll uh, you know, say, hey, Gretch, this is what I got. This is what we need to change. And then let's talk about gambling. Oh, let's, that we don't even have enough time to talk about that no, right now. No, we don't. An addiction. So, yeah, don't bet on the Super Bowl. See how pissed off the state gets. If you really, if you really want to piss people off, you know, I say don't do crimes. Especially people like I don't like the cops. Well, don't commit any crimes. And yeah, you'll do, we'll do away with them. And then don't gamble. Don't bet on tonight's game. Mm-hmm. State gets so much money on that, and all these other places, you know, yeah, billions. I, I can't even remember the number I heard the other day. It was like it was over a hundred billion dollars. It's gonna be That's bet ridiculous. On this and we we tell people they can't go to sober living, which is like six hundred bucks a month because we don't have enough money. Yeah, I know. Shut the f up. We got homeless people living in the woods. Yeah, we don't have enough money. I know. Uh huh. Again, back to my circle around. The government doesn't care about you. So vote Winfield, governor. <laughs> I'm telling you, somebody. Oh, Sarah Bush told me she's like, I'd vote for you for governor. Wow. I know. She's like, you get stuff done. I'm like. Yes, I would. <laughs> you know, it's coming soon. I just need 60,000 signatures. So my mom, Marnie, <laughs> uh, I wonder how old they have to be. <laughs> we'll get <laughs> baby Parker to sign it. <laughs> Tyrone's on board. I know that. So, you know, I make Justin, Mitch. It's, I mean, we get about 10 people. That's, That's a, a good start. start. Your mom. Mm, she don't oh, know she I don't know. Do well, I'm going to get to that later. Just email it to me. Like three weeks later, I'm like, Emmy, are you going to sign that? Well, you know, I was thinking. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. I love my mother-in-law, though. I do. Yeah. I don't think she likes me, but that's fine. She, does, I, I've accepted she adores it. you. She Acceptance. loves you. Anyway, I have to go get on the road, but enjoy the game. Hopefully you enjoyed this podcast. Some of the stuff I say is absolutely serious. Some of it is absolutely not. <laughs> You got to decipher through the rest, but appreciate you listening. Share it with your friends, 217recovery.com. If you need more info, if you need help, you need a recovery coach, hit us up, watch the videos. Justin has new clone commercial out called fabulous. And if you haven't seen Mitch's bear commercial, that one is the take on blue by D Chanel, which they spell blue B L E U, which is the play on bear. So, all those videos, everything online, they're on the app as well. So enjoy that. Have a good laugh. And they're not very long. So talk to you maybe from the road. Yeah. Have a wonderful Sunday, everyone.
Thanks for listening to the 217 Recovery Podcast. We hope you come back for our next episode.